and welcome to a special episode of the Pumping Irony Podcast. My name is Tim, I'm the host, and usually with me is Russ and Andrew, but they're busy, and so filling in, we have Ru- Russ's son, Nick. Say hello. Hello. And my son, Owen. Hello. So this is our 11th episode, and as usual, we talk about things we like and dislike, we go in order, and I'm going to start off this week and bring you, like I have in many times in the past, music that I like. So I just um, showed the guys a video of this new band. Um, they're from Australia. They're a four-piece band, and they're called Why We Run. And uh, you guys both liked it, I assume? And the music yeah. video is awesome. Yeah, music video is good. We'll put a link to the music video in the show notes, and I'll also post it on our Facebook page. And I'll probably put a link on our Twitter feed, which is very new. And I'll explain a little bit about that later. I'll give you the address and all that. Yeah, so Why We Run, their album just came out on June 24th. Um, I don't even think it's available in the U.S. as a physical CD. I actually ordered it from the band in Australia, and it was shipped to me. Um, I know you can get it on iTunes in America. Oh, yeah, um, yeah super so, so, they're, so they're brand new. Um, I actually first heard about them back in July of last year, July of 2015. I was just looking at new music on iTunes, and this I saw the single um, from this band, Why We Run. The, the cover was of the single was you know very interesting looking. I listened to a little sample of it. I said, this sounds really good. So I bought it. Um, it turns out that was their second sing- single. They actually put a, another single out in February of last year called Comfortable Lie. And, uh, and so that was, that was all I heard about them for the longest time. I'm like, I'm like trying to find out what, when's this band going to put an album out? So they finally did this year. Um, it actually took them two and a half years um, to record this album. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they, they put a lot of, a lot of uh, time and, and, and energy and make sure they got it right. Um, and, and I love it. It's, it's ten songs. Um, long, and uh, let me just introduce you to the band. I'll give you their names. So the lead singer is Nick Coggles. Nick spelled like you without the K. <laughs> um, he's actually from so Belgium, and um, and then he moved to Australia um, just to like start a new life. And uh, and then the guitarist is his name is Nick also, but with a K. Um, and then two brothers. I like this band. Yeah, two <laughs> brothers, Lloyd and Ed Prescott, and so they play um, bass and drums. The the music video I showed you, the first one was called A Moment to Return, and that's a song that kind of um, opens the album. It's very upbeat, very kind of punchy, very, um, and so it's and a lot of guitars. So it's a, it's a really good song to open the album. Um, I was reading a little bit. There's a, I found an article where the, where the band kind of takes you through each of their songs um, and kind of gives you a little bit of background to them. The producer for the record really wanted to start off with an up-tempo song, and so he kind of like pushed them to to uh, kind of make the song a little bit faster, a little bit more upbeat. And so I, I think it's a great song to uh, to open the album. Um, they've gotten a lot of good good buzz from a lot of Australian press, um, and I found a, a, a good article from uh, some Canadian website. <laughs> Don't know about much about the U.S., but that's why I'm bringing this music to you, so you guys can hopefully. Um, you be introduced to a, a good band, and you can go out and, and buy their music. Um, and hopefully, I'm uh, hoping they're, they're going to tour the United States sometime in the future, because I'd love to see them live. Um, but let me just read a few of uh, a few of the reviews, a little bit of, um, of, of some of the re- great reviews they've gotten. So, 
This one uh, article says, right from the first beat of the first track on Why We Run's debut album, Holograms, you'll be hooked. Really, we don't even need to say anything more. There's a sense of familiarity about these guys, with a mixture of beautiful lyrics and tunes that will crawl under your skin and cry out to be reheard. We are mesmerized by the smooth and fragile nature of this album. Uh, and so um, this other, article, this other um, online review said, Following the first two singles from the debut album, Sydney Dream Pop 4-Piece, Why We Run are finally ready to release holograms into the world. The band have received rave reviews for holograms. Spoiler alert, here comes another one. Um, and so in the first track, A Moment to Return, the initial drum beat sparks a primal feeling before luscious instrumentation is laid over the top. Um, it says the lead singer's voice illustrates these uh, dark ordeals with so much energy that allows you to experience the music as, it, as if it was part of your own life. Rolling Stone Australia gave, gave the album three stars. This, this Canadian online uh, kind of like a news magazine said, everyone has an album that will they will cherish forever because it represents an important time in our lives. A record that we spin at any time because each and every song is tied to a specific moment, one that we never wish to let go. This everlasting feeling resonates on Why We Run's terrific debut album, Holograms. The album itself may have been a miracle for Why We Run, who worked dilig diligently over two and a half years to share their de debut it is no wonder they have given us a stunning album, one that for many will be the new soundtrack of their lives. So that's uh, some Whoa, of the, the stuff. Race. Yeah. So um, I will. <laughs> Very descriptive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they are definitely, I would say they're a guitar driven band, great lead singer, soaring vocals, high harmonies, and, uh, and it kind of melds together um, like uh, Alternative indie rock, but like electronic is elect bent to, towards electronic instrumentation, um, lots of drums, and so I think it's just a, a really good album. I'll be playing lots of samples uh, throughout this podcast, the beginning and the end. Um, actually, the the one article said that these these two singles were on the album, but but the, the actually the the first song that that I got introduced to him was called Ignites. I ended up not being on their album, hmm. um, and so I was like, I wonder why that's not on the album. It's such a it's a really good song, and that's what really got me hooked on them. And so I was like wondering, and and I I woke up really early, like three o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I'm like, and I started thinking about it. And so I'm like, well, it's three o'clock in the morning here in America. I wonder what time it is in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> so I just tweeted the guys out. I said, hey, why um why is that a song not on the album? And I actually got a immediate response from oh, them, wow. um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess at five o'clock in the in the evening in Australia, they were um, they were talking about. It. So it says, it says, yeah, we ended up thinking the same thing that it was really cool to have a standalone single. Single, really nice to hear it special to you. Um, oh, this is what it said when I first talked. I talked to him. I said, hey, why didn't why didn't you put ignites on the uh, on the album? It says we didn't think it fit no matter how we sequenced it. We, you're not the first person to be disappointed, though. I said, well, you know, I, I still bought the single. I still like it. I said, this is my first introduction to you guys. It was very special. And so, yeah, they. it was very nice. It was a very nice little interaction. And so, you know, That's hopefully awesome. we'll have some more Twitter interactions. I've never been answered that fast for my Twitter <laughs> response either. But I guess, you know, they were... should wake well, up at 3 a.m. I should wake up at 3 a.m. I think it's interesting that, like, in the reviews, they were talking about how the music makes them feel familiar, and then you instantly get a Twitter response, and they're just like, yeah, you're good friends yeah. of yours almost. Exactly, you know? yeah. So it seems like really nice guys, and um, like I said, I'm I'm really hoping that they tour the U.S. and that they come to the, um, you know, mid-Atlantic, Washington, Baltimore region, and I'll get a chance to see them live and maybe um, get to hang out with them and talk to them about it, so...
And maybe, hopefully, I can tweet out to them this podcast, and maybe they'll listen to it. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be awesome. So that's my like. Uh, it's the band Why We Run. The new album, Holograms, out. It's uh, their independent label. They put it out themselves, and it came out on June 24th. And you can get it on iTunes. I don't know about Google Play Store. Or you can go to their uh, website, whywerun.net, and order straight from them. You can actually get it autographed, which I did, for no extra charge. And uh, it was actually personalized and everything. <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. a really good band. So that's my like. So we're going to go next to Nick. All right, so my like um, is actually a movie I got super excited about as soon as I heard about it. Um, and I finally saw it, and it met all my, all my expectations. Um, so this is the... The sequel, Finding Dory. All right, yeah. <laughs> so you guys also, you guys went and saw this with me. Yeah. Um, and, okay, Finding Nemo was a movie I grew up with, and, like, I mean, I grew up with all Pixar movies, but Finding Nemo was just something super special for me. Um, I had all the toys of all the characters and everything. Um, I was super into just the lore, and, and Dory was probably my favorite character with her, mm-hmm. like, charming forget- forgetfulness yep. and everything. Um, and then, so, to the, the fact that they created a sequel with her um, in the starring role is just, I I think it's awesome. And so, she really shines through. Ellen DeGeneres is awesome, as always. Um, and, like, so they've got Dory in the starring role, and Dory's amazing, but then they introduce all these, all these other supporting characters that are great, like Hank the Octopus. <laughs> yeah. Apart from being, like, stunning animation, like how the octopus moves around and everything, he's just a great character. He was uh, voiced by Ed O'Neill from Modern Family and Married with Children. It, it fit his, I think the character fit, his, his voice fit the character very well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Beluga Whale, <laughs> I can't even remember his name, but he's, but like with his um, echolocation, yeah, he's so proud yeah. of yeah. my beautiful gift. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's another um, Modern Family star. I'm not totally blanking on his name, um, but he plays the, the dad uh, um, on that. So, yeah. A, lot of, a couple modern family stars on there. <laughs> and so it's just such a great story. I feel like every like it's a similar storyline in the fact that they're like finding someone specific, but um everything seems to be kind of ramped up. Like the set pieces are mm-hmm. um like it goes from, you know, some pretty normal fish stuff, like maybe okay, trying to get out of a, a fish tank to like an octopus driving a truck on the highway, yeah. <laughs> escaping from cops. So yeah, it gets a little more cartoony, but right. it's it's so enjoyable. So um, yeah, I love the movie. I've I've been told that there's a after credit scene that I have not seen. We to- we walked out. We uh, <laughs> we actually had a kind of a bad experience. There was these people <laughs> in front oh, of us that were just oh, yeah. laughing at at the weirdest points. I don't know what was going on. Like, there was yeah. this really serious moment, and this lady just starts laughing. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so, I, I for, personally, for me, I was just like, i got to get out of here. I can't listen to these people laugh. One more time, her laugh was just like driving yeah. me up the wall right into the movie. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. It was so oh, yeah. weird. At, like, all the sad moments, she just like was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really bizarre. So, yeah, we missed that. I guess we have to see it again then. Yeah. But, uh, but... People in my family that did stay in the theater and see the um, the after credit scene said it's fantastic and hilarious. So I have no idea what it's about or anything. Oh yeah. I, oh, you didn't. I want to go in blind. Did you spoil? I got spoiled. Oh, actually, I know, I know what it is. I've, you told me. I feel yeah. like, but I honestly don't. You t- forgot. So well, I, then don't, just don't 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 spoil it. Don't spoil <laughs> it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's made a it's made a lot of money for um for sequels. I know that um you know Pixar. I mean the Toy Story sequels. Have done really well. Like Toy Story three got so much money, right? Broke records. Um, but like Cars two, and, and I actually never even seen that. 
I, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. think I have either. No, it didn't. It didn't do really well. I don't think Cars was quite as popular as like Toy Story was. True, in and of itself. So. And um, and I think let's see. Yeah, they're they're doing a couple more sequels. Like uh, Incredibles two is supposed to be coming that, out. Okay, I'm which, I'm so excited for that because yeah. that was another really good. 2019, I think is what's coming. Incredibles. Out. Oh yeah, wow. wow, yeah. And then I think oh they're doing another Toy Story. Toy Story four. Oh really? Really coming out? Yep. So what are they gonna do with that after like? Andy's toys have been given to the girl. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. They, maybe it'll follow some new toys. I don't know. Yeah, but Finding Dory, I, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of hesitant because, um, you know, how some sequels they take the the character that everyone kind of like really liked and then they destroy it by by focusing too, but too, putting too much focus on, on oh, yeah. that on yeah. that character. I, they've done it before. I can't think of any examples, but but I know they've, they've definitely have done that before where they kind of focus on on. Um, on one one character, um, but I think it really worked for Finding Dory, um, mm-hmm. yeah. because I think it, it was just the the um, I don't know the, the the charm of the character, like you said. And then they when they brought that that little baby Dory, um, <laughs> with I don't know, big eyes. Ever seen anything more adorable in a Pixar movie? I, I know. I mean, my wife was cracking up when, they, <laughs> when she was talking. Yeah, so I think they did a really good. I mean, first and foremost, I think the story was really good. So mm-hmm. you got to start with a good story. Um, like you, I did think it kind of got a little bit too too much at the end with the with the truck with the truck truck chase and everything. Yeah, that I was, think it's was still was... a very worthy successor. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. yeah, a good sequel. But I thought stop that was like, oh my gosh, I hope this ends soon because yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I and then and some of the you know some of the the most loved parts of of Finding Nemo like the turtles were back, but. But you know, luckily those they just you know kind of was in, we're in the scene and then it's they're like a out. cameo, yeah, yeah, like a little cameo, which was good, um, and uh, and yeah, so I thought you know and it's made us really good money and and I went in and I didn't know what it was gonna be like I, I was hoping I was gonna enjoy it I I got out of, you know when I first saw it I'm like I don't know if this is gonna be good but then I saw some early reviews and everyone really liked it and then I saw some like people from from friends from Facebook really liked it also mm-hmm. so I'm like okay I'll give it a shot and I'll go in and. And I, like you, my expectations were fully met and I'm fully satisfied. Yeah. I, and I, I do want to see it again. Yeah, I'd be totally willing to go. It's yeah. an awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's the the new Pixar movie, Finding Dory, that's making lots of money. and But it's got some uh, some cartoon um, competition with um, what just came out that's uh, make, doing really good. Is, are there, is there another animated one that yeah. just came out? Is it uh is it Disney or DreamWorks? No, or it's um something else. Something else. Secret, oh, Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. Ah, yes, that's that made a lot of money. Really? So, yep. yep. I, I keep saying trailers for that. Well, I'll, I'll go see, see that, that one. Yeah. Funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another one where, where, where when I first saw the the previews, I'm like, oh, this looks like a really funny, really funny show. And but then they kept like you know doing more previews, and I was like almost like saturated with these previews. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to see it again. But then, once again, I've, I've heard really good reviews from people, like on Facebook, who said that it was a really good movie. Whenever I see the trailer, that that scene with like, "Be a good boy, Leonard." Oh, it yeah, gets me the, every with time. With the, with the every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go see that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's my like. So let's move on to Owen. All right. So my like is virtual reality headsets. All right. And so mostly the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, those are like the biggest headsets right now. There's also the uh, Samsung Gear VR, 
for Android phones, which is like a hundred dollars. It's a lot cheaper than the others. Actually, and then, I think it's you can get it on sale for like fifty bucks now. Oh yeah, Ooh. and then there's the also phone. <laughs> there's also the uh, Project Morpheus, which is uh, virtual reality for the PlayStation Four specifically. Oh okay. And I believe that's going to be around like four hundred dollars. But so the Oculus Rift is six hundred dollars, and the ACC Vive is eight hundred dollars. So mm, they're which, quite pricey. So right. So which of these? Which of these are like finalized products, or not finalized products, but fi products like that are available for sale? Yeah. And which of these are like? Uh, so Project Morpheus, I don't believe is out yet. Okay. But all the other three are. All right. And so the Oculus Rift is more of like sit-down virtual reality. And then the HTC Vive is like you stand up with these motion controllers. And oh, you have, you've got the... Yeah. yeah. And you have like two cameras that like map out your room and you can walk around. And so we actually all went to a Best Buy mm -hmm. 40 minutes away in Annapolis to uh, try out the Oculus Rift. Totally worth the trip. <laughs> yeah, it was... It's an incredible experience and words can't really describe it. Like you just... You have to put on the headset and try it for yourself to really... Uh, feel what it's like because it's like you really feel like you're in these worlds and when you're on top of a high building and you look down my legs were shaking when i did that yeah uh and so there were like two demos you could pick which one you want to do there's one where you're rock climbing and like an amazing mountain range and then there's one where you're like on some alien planet and you like talk to these creatures and so i went two times to that demo and um, I did the climb both times, which uh, was quite interesting. <laughs> the second time I went on it, like I knew what was coming, and I looked down and it was like, okay, I know what this is. <laughs> but as I went further and like climbed higher, I really got immersed. And so there was this one part where you had to do like a big jump across this gap, and when I jumped, my heart was just like, oh boy. <laughs> and I looked down Skip and the beat. it really felt like I was up there climbing a mountain. So it's just, it's absolutely incredible. And I haven't tried out the HTC Vive because I think you have to go get a bit further away for that. But that looks incredible as well. You can like, uh, you can duck and like lean over things. And with the two motion controllers, uh, in most games, like you see your hands and you can move them around and just interact with the world. And uh, I saw a video of one guy who was trying to, like, reach over for something in a virtual reality game for the HTC Vive, and he actually fell down because he was trying to lean on a <laughs> counter in-game. So it's very immersive, and mostly what it'll be used for is video games, mm -hmm. which is uh, my passion. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it can also be used, like, say, uh, for surgeons. They can, like, practice surgeries and stuff. Ooh, I've not heard about this. Yeah, and it'll be used for movies. Like, I know there's some app that allows you to, like, it simulates being in a movie theater, and you, like, see a screen, there's, like, mm -hmm. seats around you. And then also, uh, my friend said that eventually they want to make movies where, like, you're actually inside the movie and can look around. Oh, wow. Well, like, you're a character in it? Or, not, or, are you, or are you just, like, a, a camera that... I'm not sure. I've I guess it would start out being a camera because, like, making you an uh, actual character. Well, that would just would, be a video game, basically. Yeah, it would pretty much be a video game, <laughs> was, but that's... Didn't they just... Um, it still sounds that movie just came out that was kind of like a first-person... Oh, it was... Henry. That was it. Henry, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like trying to, like, a kind of the 
intrigue kind of level into that into that yeah. world where you where you're not actually seeing the character, you're just seeing like the hands, like you're playing yeah. a first person sh- shooter. From what I've heard of the reviews of that, though, it's like God, it was it's bad. bombing. It's yeah. bombing. Yeah, it didn't do so well. I think um, Andrew, who's usually on the podcast, I think he actually saw it and, and said. If it wasn't for that gimmick, uh, it, it, it wouldn't be worth seeing. And he, heck, he's barely worth seeing then. <laughs> yeah, so um, about the Oculus Rift, like, when when we went down to this um, this Best Buy, and I was watching Owen do it first, I'm like, yeah, because you, you see a, a computer, like a flat monitor of what he's seeing, um, and you're like, oh, that doesn't look that impressive. It looks you know, pretty lame, actually, yeah. when you're just watching someone else do it. And, of course, you look kind of like an idiot when you're on there because you just <laughs> yeah. have this thing in there and you're, like, I'm looking around. Looking around, but, but no one else can seriously see or feel what you're feeling. Um, and then I think, was I the last one to go with the day? Uh, you were it, one of the last ones. I think it was yeah. the last one of our, in our, when I initially went with our family. And, um, I mean, I was blown away. Just, it, it really felt like you were in there. And, I mean, and, and, and some of the graphics were, were kind of lame, but... But the dinosaur, when you have a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Rex like walk over you, was kind of cool. I wish it would have been louder so I could really feel like, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. shaking. And, that and the good been... thing is you can use like any of your own headphones. Oh, okay. For so it. you can get a little bit of headphones. Yeah, I think the, the store demo headphones weren't that good. But yeah, but yeah the 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 feeling. And I was I did the rock climbing one. And you know when you fall, you actually have the, you get this little initial jolt when you miss the, yeah. oh, the handhold and you fall. You're like ah. Um, <laughs> but then you're like, okay, I'm safe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, I think we're gonna try to go out when we're out in California in a couple of weeks, right? There's a you said there's a yeah, GameStop out in LA. We have an HTC Vive demo, and I think yeah. so. Person- we're gonna try to hopefully we'll yeah. try to get out there and, and see it and do the demo there. Personally, I think right now the HTC Vive, even though it's two hundred dollars more expensive, I think it offers a lot more of those motion controllers and being able to like walk around in a room. Uh, the Oculus Rift is going to get motion controllers as well. And like another camera, so that you can basically do the same thing as the HTC Vive, but like the controllers are not going to come with the Oculus Rift. You're going to have to buy those separate for like fifty dollars. Uh, but so the Oculus Rift does come with an Xbox One controller, mm-hmm. so it feels more gamey than like the yeah. HTC Vive, from what I've heard. So is the Oculus Rift only for like that Xbox platform? Uh, no, it's for uh, PC, and you can use. I mean, you you wouldn't want to use a keyboard and mouse right. for that because you can't see the keyboard and you'd definitely like be pressing the wrong keys. But so uh, the there's like Oculus Touch coming out that'll okay. be like, alternate controllers that you can use and they have like those are the motion out. ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for when you get the there was the HTC Vive. Yeah. So when you buy that eight hundred dollars, do you get all the stuff that goes with it, or do you? Yeah, do- you get all of the motion controllers, the okay. two cameras, and everything. Uh, and, and what is that just for like for mainly for like PC games? Yeah, or? so the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive are just for the PC. And the um PlayStation 4 Project Morpheus is of course just for the PlayStation 4. And then the Samsung Gear VR it's is for Samsung phones you said, right? Well, all Android phones really. Oh, okay. And there's something called Google Cardboard yes. as well. And that's for iOS and Android. You can get different variations, but that's sort of like really bad. Right, that's like the, the cheap it's version very cheap. Of, it's yeah. pretty much just like shoving a phone in your face, but right. being able to like look around a bit. Now, yeah, the resolution and everything on the Oculus Rift, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive are just they're stunning. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was super. I mean, like you said, when you're when you're up by that high 
kind of like on the skyscraper, and you're looking down, yeah. you really feel like it. And with a T-Rex, like, you get a sense of scale of everything yep. inside the yeah. world, and you can, like, tell how big it is. Just, yeah, the T-Rex was just felt so massive above me. Yeah. Oh, and then that, was it that one little, like, cityscape thing where you're kind of, like, yeah. looking well, into the paper it, you, town? you feel like you can actually, like, reach out. And, yeah, you want to, like, reach, reach out, out and, and touch things. And, touch it, and, like, and that's, really real. that's also a good thing about the motion controls. You can reach out and touch everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why, yeah. I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'd love to try the HTC Vive if I ever could, just because, like, I feel like the fact, the one thing missing from that experience was really the ability to actually, you know, interact with the world yeah. physically, yeah. and with the motion controls, you could do that, which, it's just, I don't know, and I get totally yeah. lost in the world. In development is like a treadmill, I believe, so that you can walk around, <laughs> Oh, okay. because right now, you're limited to, like, a small room, uh -huh. so most HTC Vive games have, like, you have to teleport around to get to different locations. With a treadmill, you could actually play uh, a bunch of different stuff, being able to like walk around an entire world. So have you guys ever read the book Ready Player One by Ernest Klein? I've not. No. Uh, they're actually making a movie of it, but I read it. It's, now it's like, it's got to be like three or four years old. Mm. But in that, it's like takes place like in the, in the future, and, um, and this kid, this like teenage kid, that's that's their their world is, is virtual reality. That's where they how they go to school. Oh because, really? Because of uh, population density problems and and stuff like that, where kids don't actually go to a physical building. They just log in with virtual reality, and that's oh, how wow. they interact with their teachers and their students. And they walk around. And the, and the basic uh, premise of the story is that there's this um, this massive like online virtual reality world game that whoever wins this game um, gets like this, you know, billionaire's fortune and, and stuff like that, because he's kind of like, I think he died or whatever, but it was, a, it was a really good, really good book. I think you guys will both like it since you like video games so much, but it's, it's steeped in, in all, of, all of 80s kind of lore, like Dungeons and Dragons and 80s movies and, oh, nice. and things like that. Um, but yeah, so I think it, they're they're making it into a movie. Ah, I almost think that like it's Steven Spielberg is attached to it. Um, I don't know. Um, you got me excited. But yeah, so so Ready Player One is a really good book if you if you want to check it out. But it's all about virtual reality. But that was like four years ago, and you're like, yeah, that never happened. And now, <laughs> and now it's happening. Virtual reality is is almost becoming. There is an app I know where like uh, a bunch of people like with the virtual reality headsets can like walk around and like interact with each other. So it's sort of like a chatting place forum, except you're all like walking around and interacting with each other. And I've also heard that they're uh, very good on like censoring. Uh, inappropriate people. Oh, okay. And like really hateful people. So oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk a little bit about how the ridiculous things get with with people like that, and a little bit with my dislike. So, but that's a little <laughs> bit foreshadowing right now. So, are you is that that good? Are you are you done yeah. with your like for for the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, which are kind of the front runners for virtual reality, and yeah. all those other people are kind of like picking up the scraps, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so after this short break, we will come back with our dislikes. Okay, and we're back. 
And as usual, we go in reverse order when we talk about our dislikes. So, Owen, you went last. That means you go first. Yep. So my dislike is something that has just, like, spread like wildfire across. Taking the world by storm. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, is this all? Everyone's dislike this time? Because that's my <laughs> dislike. Oh, really? Oh, is that your right. dislike also? No, it's no. not. But you'll have okay. plenty to talk about. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, 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 you can talk, and then I'll talk a little bit later. After all right. Andrew. So uh, a lot of people have been using... Pokemon Go, uh, I'm not really a fan of it, because, so in the mainstream Pokemon games, like, half of the game is sort of collecting Pokemon. Well, I'm not, not even half, really. I think um, most of Pokemon is battling and mm -hmm. using the Pokemon that you catch to fight other Pokemon. Uh, and in this, they tried to really, like, simplify it so that everyone can use it. But I, personally, in my taste, they simplified it way too much. <laughs> Because to catch a Pokemon, well, I will say that it's it's cool being able to, like, walk around your neighborhood and then, like, find Pokemon there. And that, that feature is really cool. And you can, like, turn on your camera so you, like, see where the Pokemon is in your world, which is which is interesting. But all, all you do to catch Pokemon is you just lob a Pokeball at it until you catch it, and that's pretty much it. It'll either escape or you catch it, and that's really it. Uh, and you don't, like, fight Pokemon, and you don't have to weaken them or give them, like, status effects or anything. It's so, like, all the RPG elements were just, like, stripped out of it completely, and now it's just, like, a collect-a-thon. And also, uh, the battles that are in there, just, there's no strategy really left in. Because it's not turn-based anymore, it's all real-time. So all you do is you just click rapidly to fill up with your primary attack, and then you fill up a meter for your secondary attack, and then you hold down that attack, and then the enemy can, like, swipe left or right to dodge, and that's pretty much all combat is. And, like, Pokemon don't have levels to power them up. You have to use the stuff called, like, Stardust that you get whenever <laughs> you catch a Pokemon. And, uh... <laughs> and to, Sorry, that sounds lame. <laughs> it, it is. And to evolve Pokemon, you have to catch that same Pokemon over and over until you get enough of this one resource, and then you can evolve one of your Pokemon. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of ridiculous, and doesn't really feel like have Pokemon. Have you, like, game. I heard there's, like, these in-app purchases that you're supposed to Oh, do. yeah, and there's that, also a ton that? of microtransactions to, oh, like, okay. buy more Pokeballs. You yeah. get more Pokeballs every time you level up, but... You can buy more backpacks, basic, storm Oh, yeah, Pokemon. so you can storm a Pokemon, of course. <laughs> and, like, there's not even different varieties of Pokeballs. It's just regular Pokeballs. You can't get any, like, Great Balls or Ultra Balls or Master Balls or anything like that. Uh, and it, it really feels like in the older Pokemon games, like on the Game Boy, there's this thing called the Safari Zone. Basically what you do is you walk in there and you can't use any of your Pokemon. You just walk into tall grass and then a Pokemon jumps out at you. And in the Safari Zone were Pokemon that you couldn't get anywhere else. And all you can do is just throw Pokeballs at them, or <laughs> well, Safari Balls to be exact. All you do is you just throw Safari Balls at them until you catch them. And it's not really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like that part of the Pokemon, yeah. that's, that's the whole game now. Yeah, they really just stripped Pokemon of a lot of its features. And I'm a big Pokemon fan, so I'm not really enjoying the game all that much. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring it a little different perspective as someone who's not a Pokemon fan, but we'll get to me later. Yeah. Alright, so so that's your dislike, the 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 kind of the lackluster Pokemon gameplay Go. of Pokemon yeah. Go. <laughs> Alright. 
Not Good. a real Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my dislike is actually so after after marathoning the Star Wars movies, the uh, four of the Star Wars movies for ten hours on Saturday. Uh-huh. My dislike is the additions George Lucas made to the oh. Star Wars movies. All right, and this is a big one. Um, so yeah, we uh, our youth group had a marathon where we watched uh, episodes four, five, six, and seven, and. watching this with my girlfriend who'd never seen star wars before i felt the need to point out all the things that shouldn't be there that really shouldn't be there have you seen the original way back versions of those i mean i honestly i don't even know if they've even i mean i think i might i might have them on vhs somewhere that even if you haven't you usually can tell where the cgi has been yeah (laughs) but yeah it's it's been it's been corrupted so much that I don't think only a, s- a certain person of, of people of age, unless they have a you know still a, around, have actually seen the the very first you know releases of what what Star Wars is. I mean, even from like 1997, when when the when the 20 year anniversary of, of Star Wars, that's when he started making changes. So it's been since 97 that that the, all these changes have really been taking effect. And so before that, you know, the 20 years since from 1977 to 1997. You know, Star Wars was virtually untouched. So, 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 list some of the some of the changes that you did not like, and we'll talk about. Uh, those. All right. Well, I guess we'll start with epi- in episode four. Um, he in scenes where like the stormtroopers are looking for Luke and Obi Wan, he he's added um, stormtroopers riding on dewbacks. Dewbacks. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. It's it, okay. He adds these CGI things in the background, and they just don't fit in with the practical effects of Star Wars. Right. And they're just there. Like and some of it wasn't even in the background. Like there was one creature I remember that literally walks in front of the screen and blocks everything out. So what's <laughs> yeah. the point of that? Yeah. So I I don't know. I would understand a little more if like it was like additions that I felt like made Star Wars better or like you know kind of improved the experience a little bit. I feel like these really detract from it actually, and they're completely unnecessary. Who who when watching the Star Wars movies decided we need more dobacks, you know? <laughs> right. We need Are more these... singing aliens in episode 6 with <laughs> right. stretchy lips. That... Yeah. That was that was a horrible addition. Yeah. So um yeah, so those those also in episode 4. I mean, I know like George Lucas when he first wanted to um have Moss Eisley the 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 station where they talk about, you know, this the space station where in the original very first cut it looked pretty lame because there wasn't much going on in this spaceport. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like maybe one ship and all that. So he wanted to add more ship, but then he like, as we call it on on the Pumping Irony podcast, he went full Lucas and just like <laughs> tried to put all these other elements, these these other weird droids in there at the beginning when they're coming in. You have a little bit of slapstick with the Jawa being thrown off off the what's called a rondo those big huge beasts oh yeah i remember so, that you know you get the little slapstick elements that you know, george lucas thinks everyone loves which they don't um and and you know, had enough slapstick with c3po and r2d2 those are the guys who provided the comic relief in in those movies and, and they did it pretty well yeah exactly why do you need to add any more so so yeah those those uh, episode four those are the ones um I didn't like. Obviously, the the biggest one is is Greedo shooting first. Oh my um, Where I think, I mean, it's like a western. You, you know, it was it was a it was a confrontation, and I think Han Solo um, shot Greedo, and he had every justification to do it without Greedo having to shoot first. I mean, there was no 
he was a bounty hunter. He was a mercenary. He was about to take shoot Han Solo, and so Han Solo just got the but drop Han on him. Han Solo's and... the good guy, you know. He can't but kill him. No, I that was George that... Lucas's mentality, I guess. Yeah. But that went it's ridiculous. Great with his character when he started off. This, you know, this mercenary who didn't yeah, care about anyone else. He's not supposed to be a good character well, at the yeah, beginning. I mean, he's supposed to be a really good pilot, and you're supposed to see this kind of this arc of the character get better. But if you have this, you know, I don't know, altruistic character from the beginning, um, and uh, you know. Peter, Peter Jackson went that little bit with that with Lord of the Rings with with um, Aragorn, but we won't get into that right now. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, we could talk forever on, on all the lame changes. Um, Hayden Christensen uh, and the, uh, as a ghost of um, Anakin Skywalker. That is another end. one that bothers me so much. Yeah, it's like oh, no one really liked the character <laughs> in the prequels. Why you put yeah. him into the into the into the original one? So yeah. So those are yeah. and Luke wouldn't even known that that was yeah. Luke never saw like. him as Anakin. <laughs> no, I mean there were some nice, I mean additions, additions, and some. I think some of the the X wing at, at the at the last battle when they're when they're battling the Death Star, looked a little cleaner. And he, his his concept was to have like a World War Two like dogfight with these planes, and um and with the practical effects that they had back then was it didn't really turn out the way you wanted to so oh, okay. all right so we'll get some CGI and we'll do that and look really cool um and then like the millennium falcon taking off from the spaceport and launching that was not in the original that was you didn't see much of that at all so, so okay. like that looked that, that looked really nice i mean that was a really good effect i think of, mm-hmm. of having that but other than that i mean oh and then the, the picture of of the of the sand crawler moving and that wasn't they didn't have that technology and that was all CGI and that looked that looked really good. Yeah. You know, with with spaceships and, and, and things like that, CGI I think works a lot better, but like you said, with the stormtroopers on the Dubeck, you could tell that they were so fake. And the one scene where they add the entire scene they added with Jab Han talking to Java and stepping right. on his tail. Right. So you know, oh. when they first filmed that, Jabba was a, was a human actor, um, and they filmed it and then they cut it out because George Lucas wanted him to look more alien, but he didn't have the technology at the time, so mm-hmm. they so they kind of that's why they slowly cut that scene out, and so then they added in the CGI Jabba, and they had Han Solo step over, it, and you you tell it like no, right, that wasn't you know that was such a, a yeah. choppy edit that it looked really bad, and yeah, I mean I'm a Star Wars fan, and and watching those again, I was like oh, I had to shake my head at a couple at a couple points, and it was just like why did you do this, you know? Why'd you go full Lucas? Why'd you go full Lucas? And uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was a nice a, a little palate cleanser. We talked about, you know, the very first episode of this podcast, we talked about Star Wars The Force Awakens. But oh, we're going full circle, huh? It was, but it was good to, you know, cleanse your palate from, those, from all the changes and see a really good movie with Star Wars Episode Seven. Absolutely. Yeah. I love The Force Awakens. Yeah. I won't go into it, but I love The Force Awakens. <laughs> all right. So that's your dislike. George um, Lucas. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's good from you know, a younger person's perspective seeing these movies um, and, and, and recognizing that it would have been better with some of these alterations, you know, from us old star Wars fans, we, you know, we get really upset, but it's good to hear a younger person's perspective on that also. So now it's my turn to talk about Pokemon go. <laughs> um, I already I'm, know what you're going to talk about. I'm talking. So I did see all these stories, uh, you know, there's have been all these stories about all these horrible things about Pokemon go. Um, but I will say that most of those are hoaxes. Um, like, here are some of the, the stories that I've come across. Pokemon Go, teen kills younger brother because he thought he deleted his Pokemon. Teen stumbles on dead body while playing Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, major highway accident after man stops in the middle of highway to catch Pikachu. 
What? Teen playing Pokemon Go, stabbed and mugged for his iPhone in Bad Neighborhood. All of those stories have been proven to be false. Oh, really? Finding the dead body was yes, false? Yes, all oh. of those are, okay. are just hoaxes, but this from this really um, like trashy website that all you, all is looking for is clickbait. Uh. You know, they're burying these stories, and the, and the, and and they're really it's really bad. They're just trying to you know, they're just as a fake news story, just trying to get people to come there. Here's the best one. ISIS is taking responsibility for Pokemon Go's login problems and server issues. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but the fact that all these, you know, immediately, I mean, this, this game just came out over the weekend, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're recording um, on, on a Tuesday. And and all, and all just immediately, you get all these, these fake news stories. So it's like this 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 weird phenomenon that's like sweeping the country. Um, but my favorite, though, this is... Um, the, there's a satirical online news um, site called The Onion. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, yeah. of it. Um, but so they have these little like uh, like a question and answer or uh, FAQ about what what is Pokemon Go, and they and of course in their satirical way they kind of answer these questions. So like, what is the object of Pokemon Go? The answer to collect as much personal data for Nintendo as possible. <laughs> Where can you play Pokemon Go? Answer, in any society in which the problems of day-to-day survival have been adequately solved to allow the concept of unfocused activity or leisure to develop. <laughs> uh, here we go. So what happens after I capture a Pokemon? Answer, the Pokemon will emit a deep, mournful moan as it begins to experience an overwhelming longing, longing for freedom. <laughs> Question, can you shoot the Pokemon? Answer, no. How do you beat the game? Answer, the game is won when you have completed all in-app purchases. <laughs> and then, um, question, should I worry about the amount of information that I will expose about myself by using the app? Answer, it's never stopped you before. <laughs> and then, question, is some part of this game's popularity among adults deeply, indescribably sad? Answer, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it is indescribably sad how many ad- adults have like totally gone crazy over Pokemon Go because as you as you said and I was watching you play it yesterday as we were driving around and it looks so dumb and I don't and I'm I'm coming from an adult who when you guys have been watching Pokemon and playing Pokemon I sit there and go this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen <laughs> so I am not a Pokemon fan I you know I appreciate your love for it but I just don't get it I don't think I ever will but but that's okay I don't have to but then the fact that all these people on Facebook are just like you know, going crazy over Pokemon, and then you got all the memes talking about how ridiculous it is, and it's just, I don't know, maybe maybe it's um, distracting us from the stuff, the bad stuff that's going on, and, and maybe that's why it's, it's so huge, mm. um, because of all the craziness in our world already. Um, there but... was some craziness in a story where, um, and this is a, like, police reported that, uh, I forget where it was, but um, police reported that like at 2 a.m., there were actually armed robberies because, mm. like, you can set up beacons, I guess, for Pokestops where I think you, like, buy more things uh-huh. or something. I don't really know. Uh, I haven't played the game long enough for that. But, um, and so, like, these armed robbers set up beacons for Pokestops to, like, attract people mm. and then they just, like, robbed them. Yeah. I don't know. You might have to go go Snopes.com and see if that's really real because that's maybe one of the stories where we're talking about people being robbed. It turns out that it's not real, but who knows? One story I did read today um, was that, um, you know, if you guys have heard of Westboro Baptist Church, they're the people yep. that protest um, all the funerals for soldiers, and they're just these really... Um, not nice people. 
yeah. right-wing, crazy, pseudo-Christians. I mean, I don't even want to even use that label for them. Um, it's almost like it's very cult-like. They're just really just one family, and they're, they're really adamant in what they say and very forceful and, and, and rude and crude and all that. Well, someone, I guess, has made that their church like a Pokemon gym. Oh, I heard about this. Where you can like take control of it, and so... The person who's taking control of Westboro Baptist Church is like this. Um, uh, she's like a gay, a gay person, and um, and so um, and so now Westboro Baptist is like doing their own J- Jigglypuff Pokemon or something like that. It's this big war going on in Pokemon. Whoa! Which on the surface sounds pretty funny, but you know, in our extreme society, I'm just hoping that it doesn't escalate to anything yeah, you know, I, crazy. That's that's my only fear yeah. is that people go. We'll we'll start to go. Pokemon go crazy and fights and all this other stuff and the, what the world doesn't need right now is more things to make us more violent. And I heard we that, have enough already. Absolutely. I heard that the po- uh, Pokemon that was set up for the Westboro Baptist Church was called like Love is Love or something. Yeah, Love is Love. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, so you know that's uh, on the surface that's really funny, but but you know tensions can escalate. That's my only fear is mm-hmm. that people will just like go crazy and then it'll be more more just mudslinging from from every side instead of there's been lots of good stories of people crossing the racial aisles in, in the midst of all the stuff that's going on and 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 a lot of good that's coming we need to promote those stories and stuff like that over all the all the craziness Let's all of, travel of around people. playing pokemon go together there you go let's just use it to an idea <laughs> inspirational know. so i think we've um beat the that dead Pokemon already, <laughs> the dead Pikachu to death. I don't think we need to talk about any more Pokemon Go. But uh, hey, thanks guys for uh, being on this special episode of um, the Bumping Irony Podcast. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I hope you had fun and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Um, as always, you guys can go to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can go to our website, which is pumping, pumpingironypodcast.com. Or right now, we now have a Twitter feed. You can follow us um, by at Pumping Irony Pod. Pumping Irony was taken. Pumping underscore Irony was taken. So I had to do Pumping Irony Pod. <laughs> so there you go. Follow us on Twitter. Um, if you and... don't, we'll challenge you to a Pokemon battle. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, you don't want that. All right. So uh, like I said, this is episode eleven. Um, my name is Tim. I'm Nick. And I'm Owen. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.